This podcast is brought to you by AD Banker and Company. They help you meet your insurance continuing education deadline in ways not as boring as you'd think. Go to a live in-person class or choose a webinar, which will come to you. Learn more at adbanker.com. Andy Jewell is a successful insurance agent located in historic downtown Linden, Washington. Andy works diligently to help his clients understand how insurance can help them and protect them from loss due to risk that they encounter daily in both their personal and their business lives. In the 12 years Andy has been with Farmers Insurance, he has attended achievement clubs with the company multiple times. He has been awarded the Topper Club eight times, Championship Club six times, and President's Council three times. Andy finds satisfaction in seeing a client who has suffered a loss be helped back on their feet and back to a normal life. He and his staff are committed to helping his clients through any claims process. Andy lives in nearby Everson with his wife and five children. Please welcome Andy Jewell. Well, Andy, uh, welcome to our show today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Say, uh, you're uh, in Linden, Washington. I was uh, noticing uh, on the uh, uh, on the MapQuest that that's the uh, second largest town in Whatcom County, Washington. What's the what's the largest town in your county? Uh, Bellingham would probably be the largest town in, in uh, Whatcom. And, uh, yeah, we're way up north, uh, right about five minutes from the Canadian border. So we're right up in the northwest as far as you can go. You know, I, I noticed that you're actually closer to Vancouver, British Columbia than you are Seattle. So when you consider yeah. going to town, do you go to Vancouver or do you go south to Seattle? Uh, it kind of depends. It's kind of cool because we have that option. So there's, um, you know, I love it because we're in a country setting. So uh, it's very rural. You get, uh, you know, in the springtime now, you get the fresh farm smells that as the farmers are out spraying the fields. Um, but you're only about an hour, just over an hour from Seattle, uh, from Vancouver and probably an hour and a half from Seattle. So we want to go catch the Seahawks game or do something like that. It's really not that far to go. So it's a it's a great spot. Sounds idyllic. Uh, sounds idyllic. And, uh, uh, of course, you're right there at the foothills of the mountains as well, aren't you? Yep. We've got a uh, view of Mount Baker and the Canadian Rockies. It's uh, surrounded by the mountains on one side and then, the, uh, of course, the ocean on the other side. So um, a lot of outdoors people love being here because you go hiking, um, or, or uh, mountain climbing and boating and crabbing. And so it's, uh, it's it's pretty outdoors type of people driven. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Seems neat. Uh, sounds neat. Um, so you tell us, uh, our listeners, a little bit about your agency. Uh, what uh, what kind of agency do you have there in, uh, in Linden? So we're a property casualty uh, agency. Um, primarily we have... I've been with farmers for about 12 years, and um, in Linden we have um, probably here we have five CSRs and some producers and marketers and and whatnot. Um, we we do a lot of auto and home. Uh, it's probably about 60 to 70 percent of our business, and then we also do commercial. We do life and we do financial services. So we're pretty well rounded. Um, our our goal and our focus is really kind of middle America, just, um, you know, average mom, mom and dads and uh, people to be able to take care of all of their insurance needs. 
Right. Right now, you uh, service countywide, um, or do you do you dip down into the city, uh, into Seattle, any, or are most of your clients pretty much in your local community? Yeah, most of them are in our local community. Probably, you know, probably eighty percent of them are inside of our county. Within, you know, we're probably within a half an hour distance from our office. But then we do have, um, you know, because we have some niches and and uh, work referrals and and whatnot. So we do end up going down south um, some. So we're licensed in Washington, California, and Texas. So there are some of our customers that are spread out a little bit. Uh, just trying to to meet the needs of family members that, of customers or referrals of customers, um, so we we do travel a little bit, but uh, the majority of it's localized. Is uh, your town somewhat is it a bedroom community where a lot of people live there and then commute down into the city for work? Uh, not not really, not so much here in Linden. Um, I think it's a very it's a very, uh, very agricultural in the, the Linden area. So we've got a lot of farmers still and a lot of people working on farms. Um, there's actually quite a bit of industry in Whatcom County, too. Um, things that we don't, a lot of people don't realize even when they live here that's here. So we have, um, you know, we have a, a boat manufacturing. We have, um, we also have the docks down in Fairhaven, uh, just outside of Bellingham, where they're doing, uh, dry docks and pulling boats out of the water. Um, we have a cereal manufacturer. We have, so there's quite a bit of actual manufacturing that happens inside the county. Um, if you go a little bit further south, it becomes a bedroom community of Seattle, but but Linden's not so much. Yeah, what kind of what's the dominant crop for the farmers up in that area? Where are they growing? Uh, I think probably actually it's the the, the biggest part of what we do is is uh, uh, dairy farming. Hmm. Yeah, that's probably the, the dairies, and then actually raspberries. They're um, uh, the most. Uh, of the raspberries, fresh, fresh frozen raspberries, it sounds like an oxymoron to me, but uh, most of the frozen raspberries that you'll buy come from Whatcom County. If you buy them at Costco or whatever, uh, Raider Farms is a huge uh, berry producer. So, Yeah, yeah. Well, it's. Uh, are you from uh, Linden, or did you uh, move into there from somewhere else in the country? Uh, I'm from Washington, but I'm not from Linden. No, I was born down in Everett. Um, Washington, and uh, kind of moved around a bit growing up. I uh, lived in Colorado, lived up in Canada for a few years. My dad was actually from Canada, so we had moved back up there for a few years, uh, and then moved back down to Whatcom County about 20 years ago. You know, it's uh, when you uh, were growing up, uh, uh, what kind of work did your mom and dad do? So my dad did a lot of different things. Um, so he was in construction. Uh, here in Washington, when we moved down to Colorado, he was actually a farmer's agent. Uh, he was, so he worked in insurance for, I think, about five years down in Colorado. And then, um, we moved up to Canada because his cousin had a trucking company up in Canada. And, uh, he was, went up there to help him run this trucking company. Um, and that's what he did for probably the majority of my, my life was he was, uh, in the trucking business. And, um, my mom was a stay-at-home mom there. I had nine. Uh, there were nine of us growing up, so I have eight siblings. And so my mom stayed at home with most of us uh, most of our lives. But she actually uh, worked in insurance as well. She uh, worked in insurance up in Canada when we were all a bit older. And then she worked. Uh, she had a farmer's agency for about uh, five years 
down in Mount Vernon, Washington, uh, before she retired to come and work for me. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, nine, were you the oldest, youngest, or out there in the middle? I was second to youngest, so I was right down towards the bottom. Yeah. Now, did you go to college? Uh, I I went to a year of college, um, and I found schooling just wasn't really for me. And so I got, I ended up getting married uh, after my first year of college and uh, just went to work. And what kind of work did you do when you got started uh, in your uh, career? So my fir- uh, after we got married, my first job was working at uh, Wonder Bread. I did uh, route sales, but it's really just delivering the bread to the grocery stores. I did that for about six years. Uh, before um, I got laid off. I got laid off uh, and went into insurance right from that, actually, because uh, I was the bottom of the totem pole. So when I worked for Hunter Benefit Teamsters um, Union, and so it doesn't really matter how good you are. It matters what your seniority is. And I was like, man, that really stinks because I worked really hard to build a good route. And then at the end of the day, when they do cut off uh, cutbacks, then, you know, you just get cut by seniority. And so I was like, that stinks. Uh, I want to do something that if I work really hard, I get to reap that reward. And so um, I've done a little bit of checking. That's why I decided to go into something for myself. So if I wanted to work hard, I get benefit from it. And if I slacked off, then that was on me. Right. So I, that kind of was my next question is how you came about getting in the insurance business. And you, you gave a good background on that. Uh, when you started out, uh, what was one of the biggest challenges that you found and in uh, getting your agency off the ground? So when I first started, I had no staff, and so I did everything. Um, and I think that was, um, you know, I think that's always difficult when you're trying to balance, um, you know, fixing billing questions for customers, um, sending out ID cards, and then still go chasing new customers. So I think that was probably, you know, difficult. It took a lot of hours. Um, and thankfully, my wife was very understanding of that. But I think that was probably the hardest thing is just trying to figure out how to balance my time between all of the different things that I needed to be doing on a regular basis. It sounds like you figured that out uh, with uh, over five staff people now and and a wife and uh, five kids, uh, did I read, five children. How, what's the age range of your kids? Yeah, um, I have uh, a 16-year-old, a 14-year-old, 12-year-old, 10-year-old, and a 5-year-old. That is uh, that is a, a wide swath. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, there's uh, there's obviously no quiet time uh, around your house. No, no, it's not. It's uh, we we eat dinner together every night, but it's uh, it's still more of a uh, uh, production at dinner times. Try to bring everybody in for just a few minutes to try to calm down and say grace before we eat. That can be a challenge, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's fun. Um, there's never a dull moment, that's for sure. Now, does your wife or your mom work in your agency any, or do they kind of keep keep uh, at arm's length uh, from uh, the agency? So my wife does a great job of helping me behind the scenes, and she you know helps with uh, bookkeeping and things like that. She doesn't actually work in the agency in the day-to-day operations. Um, my mom does. She uh, she works part time for me. Um, she kind of quasi retires, so she has a lot of flexibility, and she just is a great resource for the rest of the staff because she's uh, been around insurance for so long and has a lot of knowledge and insight. So, 
You know, if you had to zero in on, uh, and I'm sure there's a lot of things, uh, to be successful you have to do a lot of things, but if you had to zero in on one thing that really made a difference to you as you grew your agency and, and got it to one level to another, what would that be? Hmm. It's hard, yeah, it's hard to say just one thing. I think there's a couple, maybe I'll cheat and just give you like two two things that I think are really important. Um, I think one thing for me in sales, I'll tell people all the time, like, I'm, I'm not the best salesperson that you'll ever meet. Like, you know, the three-step close or this or that or whatever, that's not me. Um, but I'm really persistent. Um, I'm, I'm politely persistent, I guess, is the way I do it is when everybody else quits, I'll just keep following up with people. Um, and I think that's been very key as, as far as that. Um, and the other thing I think is, is, is huge and I, something I stress with all of my staff um, and my producers is that, you know, when we're selling insurance, we're selling a promise. You know, it's not something you get to take home. It's not something you get to touch, you get to feel. It's the promise that when bad things happen, we're going to be there to take care of you and fix it. So integrity is, is of paramount importance. Um, so if we tell people that we're going to do something, come hell or high water, we're going to figure out how we're going to do it. If we make a promise, we're going to follow through on it. Um, and I think that that's really important as well because people have to have that uh, trust in you to just know that if Andy said he, that this is the way it is or Andy said he's going to do this, then I don't have to worry about it because it's going to get done. You know, it, uh, you've had a great run, uh, what, over 12 years. Uh, have you had anything that you really tried uh, and you look back and you say, well, my gosh, I'm not going to do that again, or that didn't work out uh, and we need to change directions? Yeah, um, I think one of the, probably one of the biggest things that's an easy trap to fall into um, in insurance is to fall into a, a price war and to feel like you have to be – uh, the cheapest insurance out there all the time. And you, you get that. We, we don't really do, uh, internet leads anymore because of that. Cause when you're on an internet lead treadmill, you're just, you know, jumping through, uh, quotes trying to always be five bucks cheaper than the last guy. And, um, you can't provide this level of service that customers need and, and expect. And you can't provide the claims that they, um, deserve the claims experience they deserve if you're always just trying to cut, 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 cut. So I think that would probably be the the, the biggest area that I've, I've the trap I've fallen into that I tried to stay out of. Yeah, I can see, I can see that. Uh, it uh, it uh, if you had to say a nephew or a niece that was considering a career in insurance, uh, what would it, kind of advice would you give to someone who maybe is taking a look at uh, insurance as a career? Um, I think I think it's a great opportunity. You know, looking back now from where I started to where I am, I think it's great. I think the biggest thing I would I would encourage them to, to really think through is that it takes a lot of work um, with not a lot of financial return for those first few years. So um, if it's something that you're going to be dedicated to and that you believe in, you have to really believe in what what you're doing. And I think that that's important. Um, in anything in life, whether you're going into insurance or you're or you're gonna go um, go into law or you're gonna go into be a mechanic, right? It, whatever you're doing, it has to be something that you believe that um, you're adding benefit to people's lives. Um, so if you are, then you just have to make that conscious decision that this is going to be a road that you're gonna have to put 
uh, a lot of work into it up front. It's a very upfront work heavy type of business, but in the long run, it's very rewarding. Um, and uh, you get, it's going to get easier. So you have to just kind of have that in mind when you first start out. It's hard, very hard up front, but it does get easier. Yeah. Say a, a bird on the wire told me that you had just finished a, a baseball tournament with one of your boys, uh, and that turned out yeah. really well. How'd that go? Yeah, it was it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we got to play in the tournament uh, last weekend. Um, we we won through the tournament, but it was a hard fought battle. Uh, they. Uh, the final game we got to the championship game and we went into extra innings and we won in the bottom of the, of the, of the extra innings. So it was a lot of fun. Um, and it, you know, it actually it was kind of a cool thing too because we were short a couple of our players for the championship game. Um, and our boys kind of going in there were kind of dragging. They're like, ah, we can't win without, without these dark other players because they're some of our better players. And I was like, yes, we can. I was like, we can. We can totally do this because it's a team that wins and loses. It's not individuals that win and lose. And so it was a great opportunity to teach them uh, about teamwork and how that works. And uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I don't think they could have been any more excited than if they actually won the Super Bowl at the end to see them all like, yeah. jumping and cheering and throwing each other up. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun. And uh, what age class is it? That is uh, 11 and 12-year-olds. Okay. And you didn't reveal. You're the coach. I am the coach. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, at the at the end, we were passing the the trophy around, and I was, you know, kind of congratulating them all. And one of the boy was like, "Hey, coach, you feel like Pete Carroll now?" And I was like, "Well, probably a little bit. I don't know if exactly how Pete Carroll felt when he won the Super Bowl, but maybe a little bit." Yeah, yeah. Well, for our listeners, I just to let them know, this is uh, Andrew Jewell, who is a very successful farmers agent in northern Washington, uh, north of Seattle, in the town of uh, Linden. And uh, Andy, I just want to let you know, it's really been a pleasure to visit with you and hear your story today. Yeah, thanks for having me. A lot of fun. Oh, hi. You're still here. Say, if you are interested in reaching thousands of licensed insurance producers across the country, why not consider sponsoring a guest podcast? If you had sponsored this episode, we would be telling thousands of listeners daily about you and your company. Find our contact information to request prices and availability at insuranceradio.com.